This is Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and I'm reading the declaration for today, February the 9th, 2021. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Nun, Tet, and Shin. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of might. The declaration today reads this, Yeshua's greatest teaching was having a heart of love in service to all. The good contained within, Tet representing a basket, a place of choice. What do we choose to put in our basket? Let's lay hold of the things of Yahweh and not let go of them. Now, today's declaration begins talking about Yeshua's greatest teaching and that of having a heart of love uh, in service to all of us. And it reminds me of something that I'd heard a pastor of mine of, that spoke years and years ago when Michelle and I were first married. And it, it really rattled my world at that time because it was a, a new way of looking at it that I had never seen before. And yes, Yeshua had his greatest, his greatest love was that of his father. His eyes and his focus was on his father. You know, over and over and over again, Yeshua would say while he was in here in his ministry, he would say, I only do what I see the father do. My heart and my face is turned towards the father. And then, you know, it reminds me of that scripture that we've known since we were small children. And it, it, it begins to shift. It began to shake me a little bit when the pastor friend of the pastor of ours began to uh, began to, to challenge us on this one. Because and some of you may have even heard this before, but that's OK. Let's listen to it again for the first time yet again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, the scripture there says, for God, for Yahweh himself, so much loved the world that he gave his only son. Never really said that Yeshua loved the world. It said that God so loved the world. Now, Yeshua did love the world, but he loved the world because in the place where, because his father loved the world, and in that place of him looking to the face of his father and becoming what, what he was beholding, because he was already a part of him, then it, it was the process of him learning uh, and, and, and being able to, to grow just like we have grown, just like Yahweh has created us to be the sons of Almighty Yahweh that we were meant to be. And as we accept Yeshua into our heart, we have been changed. This very seed, the very thing, the very life that brought Yeshua into the earth also dwells in us. And in that place of it dwelling in us, then now we are sons of Almighty Yahweh. So it, it, this, this challenge here today is let's think about this from another perspective because Yeshua's greatest teaching was having a heart of love and the love of his father. But that love of his father also reached out as, as, as the father loved the rest of the world, it reached out to the rest of the world as well. But what was Yeshua's greatest purpose? Yeshua's greatest purpose was to really bring back that place that had been separated because of the fall. Yeshua had, had was, was, was set apart to be the, the sacrificial lamb, the, the pure sacrifice that would then cover the sins of the world, past, present, and future. So in looking at this, this is the whole point of what I'm talking about today, because in looking at this, there is an example of, of the very thing that, that Yeshua did here on the earth. That was the, to look into the face of the Father, 
to see what he was seeing, to step in. I remember the day that Yahweh took me uh, into the secret place and one day we were walking around and he reached out his hand and I've told this story before, but that's okay. Listen to it again. He reached out his hand and asked me to step inside of him. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, there was a part of my flesh that almost immediately got offended a little bit about, about it. Because I thought, but Yahweh, haven't I already been looking through your eyes? Haven't I already been seeing through your eyes? Well, I, I knew better than to say anything. It was just, it, and, I, and it almost made me angry that, that my flesh was slightly offended that, that I had not been seeing through his eyes already. But that part is irrelevant because I kept my mouth shut and I said, yes, Lord, I will step through your eyes and step through you and into your heart and look and see through your eyes. And the moment I did, there was something that, that began to reveal to me that I had never seen before. And suddenly I was transformed in this place of having this different perspective. I thought I had had the perspective from before, but not like this. So Yahweh was taking me in yet a, a, a step deeper. And for me, that, that really shook me because I realized how often I had settled for things that I thought were the best, but yet Yahweh had so much more, so much that he wanted to show, so much that he wanted to do. And one of the, one of the main things that happened when I stepped inside and began to look through his eyes is that I, I actually stood on the foundation of his heart. My feet were implanted into his heart and the rest of my body raised up to where my face would have been directly behind his eyes. And I was almost, it was almost as if I was looking through his eyes, similar to some of these silly movies that we've seen, science fiction movies, where people are standing behind a robot and looking through their eyes. That was kind of the vision that I had. But that was the way that Yahweh could help me to understand what I was seeing. But the fact that my feet were implanted into his heart and I began to feel every every spark that created a heartbeat inside of his heart coursed through my body as well. And I felt that that spark that and I felt his heartbeat right after that. The boom, boom, boom. And I could feel the frequency of Almighty Yahweh. This was something more than I had ever felt before in just seeing through his eyes. And suddenly this, this love overwhelmed me beyond anything that I had ever imagined before. And even people that I, I was kind of angry at because they had done things against me or done things that hurt. Suddenly there was a love for them that I had never known before and never seen before. And, and, and of course there was still a process of working it out, but I began to see this place of, you know what? Do those things really matter in the, in the expanse of eternity, in the expanse of Yahweh's heart, in the expanse of Yahweh's love? Do those things really have any influence now anymore? When I'm standing on his heart, I'm feeling his frequency. I'm feeling his heartbeat. I'm seeing through his eyes of love and realizing that maybe they were just having a bad day and it wasn't anything against me. How humorous for me to think that it was. So, you know, it, it just really began to shake everything in my core. And I began to realize the next part of that with the Ted, the good is contained within. Ted represents a basket and it's a place of choice. You see, I had a choice as to how I see things. You guys have heard me say this before, but 
the place where I, I said that, that there's what do you see and how do you see it? And why do you see it that way? Three questions that have totally transformed the way that that Yahweh has worked has worked with me. Because it makes me take the responsibility to look at what am I seeing and why uh, and and how do I see it? Because how I see it forms my paradigm. Just like what I was talking about yesterday when we were talking about how Yahweh had sat me into the midst of the treasury room, sitting as a flame, and then beginning to think and meditate on just how would I act differently? How would I be? You see, the good is contained within. There's the place of sitting in the in the lap of Almighty Yahweh, or if you will, standing on the heart of Almighty Yahweh, or if yet another place, if you will, sitting into the midst of the treasuries of heaven in him and allow that good to be contained within allow the opportunity to make the choice. You see, it's funny because one of the ways that I now see Tet is as a field, just like the parable of the sower. And if you will, if you can look at Tet, the, the Tet, the, the bottom part of Tet becomes like the field. And this is the place where we sow the seed into. And then, of course, there's ground and it allows it to grow inside of there. As long as water is able to get inside and you see Tet is open to the to the top and so water can then get in and be able to settle into the earth itself and because the the top is also open in tet it allows the sun to also beat down onto the onto the uh onto the field and allow what's in there to grow you see when we're talking about tet being the basket there's a responsibility of tending that of making sure let's talk about the parable of sowers and the three other ways that we need to clear out the rocks, clear out the weeds, and make it good, fertile soil, and uh, tilled up soil where the seed can grow. You see, these, this is the place where we lay hold of the things of Yahweh and don't let go of them. In the field of what Yahweh has placed in our hearts, in the field of Tet inside of us.